Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is September the 7th, 2022, and so glad that you guys are on today for this uh, edition of the podcast. We are uh, journeying through the book of Psalms, so we're in Psalm chapter 6 today, and also uh, supplementing our time together with a little reading from C.S. Lewis, so uh, half the time in the Psalm, the other half-ish in uh c.s lewis hope you guys are doing well it is uh wednesday it's only uh it, it feels like the beginning of the week but it's the middle of the week that's the great thing about labor day week right short week so yeah welcome everybody good morning those of you that are jumping on this morning uh welcome so glad you have you guys a part of the podcast well let's do it you know what we do we read we pray we change the world Let's read the word and see what the Lord has to say to us today from Psalm 6. Hmm. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Angie. And good morning. Greetings, everybody. Good morning, Amber. All right. Uh, Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or or discipline me in your wrath. So um, David, obviously, it's a Psalm of David, so he's obviously, uh, maybe he has sinned, and he's asking the Lord not to rebuke him in his anger, or to discipline him in, God, in his wrath. Verse 2, we don't talk a lot about the wrath of God very much, probably because he's not real happy. But and probably because we don't have great concepts of wrath. I mean, our concepts of wrath are just tainted with unbridled anger and fury, and that's not the wrath of God. The wrath of God is holy and just. It's a uh, it's a it's a holy response to evil. A holy and right response to evil. Uh, wrath is an integral part of justice. Um, we think of wrath as like just someone losing their ever-loving mind. <laughs> but that's not the wrath of God. The wrath of God is holy and just and uh, fair and right. Verse 2. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. Ooh, man, some of us woke up this morning like that. Like, man, my bones, are, my bones is in agony. Tell me about it, man. Tell me about it. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, headache. Just on Wednesday. <laughs> and that's just Wednesday. Shoot, man. Um, have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. He's tired. That's what he's saying. Lord, I'm tired. Brother Tide right here. 
Have mercy on me, Lord, for I'm faint. I don't know how much I can handle. I don't know how much more I can endure. Um, you ever feel like that? You're like, man, I don't know how much of this I can more of that, but this I can take. That says prayer. Lord, help me. Verse 3. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord? How long? probably all have prayed prayers like that. How long? How long I got to go through this? How long is this uh, adversity going to last? I think my hat's crooked. Is that better? I don't know. That thing looked all crooked. Looking at the video here, it looked all crooky. Um, my soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord? How long? Like, Lord, I know you could do something. Please do something. Please help me. That's what uh, this Psalm of David is praying. I need help. Verse 4. <laughs> you can hear my dog barking at other dogs that are walking by right now. Gosh. Um, Turn, Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. Your chesed. Chesed love. Unfailing love. Man, you know God's got unfailing love for you. And here David is praying, Lord, according to your unfailing love toward me, please help me. Save me. Hmm. Verse 5. Among the dead, no one proclaims your name. Who, pr who praises you from the grave? <laughs> God, if you kill me, how am I if I die, how am I going to praise you? <laughs> he got a point. Lord, if I die, it's, a, it's like human, human reasoning here. Lord, Lord, save me. Good look. If I die, how am I going to praise you? I'm, how, how are dead people going to praise you? He ain't wrong. <laughs> he just, he just, he just pulling for everything right now. He's like, Lord, please save me. Didn't you, in your anger, do not. Discipline me in your wrath. Do not uh, scold me. Don't rebuke me, Lord. Please help me. I'm, I'm hurting. I'm, I'm, my bones is hurting, Lord. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, Lord. Please help me. How long is this going to go on? Save me according to your unfailing love. If I die, Lord, I can't praise you. <laughs> oh. Verse 6, I'm worn out. Mm, come on, somebody. Somebody just say, amen, brother. I ain't heard nothing Terry said, but I heard that. Me too, man. Me too, man. Right here. Right here where I'm sitting. I'm woe out. See, there's worn out, and then there's woe out. <laughs> and that's different. Man, I'm woe out. I'm telling you right now, I'm woe out. That's that's worse. There's worn out. You know, it's just things just... just you know, steadily deteriorate. They, they, that, that, this here garment is worn out. But then there's woe out. That's when some just woe out. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been, it's past its useful, uh, um, it's past its usefulness. And it's just, I mean, it's just threadbare. Are you woe out? Come on. <laughs> I'm woe out. You might be worn out, but brother, I'm woe out. 
Whoa. <laughs> See, he whooped. He whooped. He woe out. Mm -hmm. That's what David's saying. David said, look, I'm woe out, man. I'm out from, I've been groaning so long, been crying out for so long, been just beat down for so long. I'm, I'm toe up. That's another one. I'm toe up. There's torn up. I'm torn up. Then there's toe up. Well, you tow me up. I mean, you should, we got beat up bad. I went into the office, boy. They tow me up. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah. That's what David's saying. So I'm worn out from my groaning. Hmm. All night long. All night long, I flood my bed with weeping. Oh, man, he, he crying. Hmm. All night long, I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. Man, that's real right there, though, right? I mean, there's some, there's some, when you, when you really toe up, you know, woe out, beat down, bones be groaning. Man, you just... Weeping through the night, man, drenching the couch with tears. That's that's a pretty vivid image. He's sad, depressed, bummed. At his lowest point. Hmm. Verse 7. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my foes. Hmm. I just got so many. Everybody hate me. Everybody hate me. Everywhere I look, I got so many people that hate me. If it weren't for the haters, I wouldn't have nobody. <laughs> oh, you feel like that? Man, if it weren't for the haters, I wouldn't have nobody. <laughs> oh, man, my shoulder hurts. <laughs> it hurts to laugh, people. I know. Mm. <laughs> I got a pinched nerve or something. And it, every time I laugh, I feel it. It ain't going to keep me from laughing, but it does make it a little more painful. I just got paid a price. <laughs> uh, if it weren't for the haters, I wouldn't have nobody. That's what David's saying. He's saying, man, everybody hating me. My eyes will grow weak from the sorrow. They, they fail because of all my foes. Verse 8. Away from me, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. Mm, that's a good prayer right there. That's a good word. That's good when you know the Lord's heard my, heard my weeping, right? Like I've been crying out to God, but he's heard me. Yeah, he heard me. Um, verse 10, all my enemies will be overwhelmed with shame. Mm. And anguish. They will turn back and suddenly be put to shame. Hmm. He has confidence. He starts his uh, a prayer in repentance and crying out to God. Closes that prayer with just some words of confidence. God's going to take care of my enemies. God's going to take care of my haters. God's going to take care of those who you know are trying to destroy his uh, his righteous his per his people. God takes care of his people. He's going to take care of me. Yeah. Verse 
Welcome, everybody. We're going to jump on over to C.S. Lewis now, September 7th, reading from C.S. Lewis, Learning as Vocation. Hmm. So uh, he's going to say something, I guess, about learning as a vocation. You know, we think of uh, our other of, of, uh, jobs of maybe uh, management jobs or uh, service providers or uh, medical jobs or education, on and on. You know, there's all the different jobs. He's saying learning as a vocation. Hmm. Let's see what C.S. Lewis has to say to us today. Let's see, let's see if we can decipher this. <laughs> Here we go. A man's upbringing, his talents, his circumstances, are usually a tolerable index of his vocation. It's usually a fair indicator, not a perfect indicator, but a person's upbringing, talent, circumstances is usually a tolerable index. is roughly an index of what their what their vocation is going to be. If our parents have sent us to Oxford, if our country allows us to remain there, there is a prima facie, a on the surface evidence that the life which we, at any rate, can best lead to the glory of God at present, is a learned life. By leading that life to the glory of God, I do not, of course, mean any attempt to make our intellectual inquiries work out to edify conclusions, to edifying conclusions. So he's, he's talking about learning as a vocation. Like, um, so to, he's, I think he's talking a little bit about, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, C.S. Lewis was, was a professor. And so a professor's occupation uh, essentially is learning. Yes, they teach, but basically the reason professors are tenured is because of their learning, because they, they're, they, they, they continually learn and contribute to the, uh, to knowledge. They, uh, they provide knowledge. They, they learn and, and add to the growing body of work called knowledge human knowledge at its best. Some professors are tenured just because they, they wrote a book, they wrote an article, they, you know, whatever. But the idea is that in its best, best sense is that's what professors do is add to knowledge. And so he's saying, you know, by, um, he, you know, he went to Oxford and he, you, he's suggesting that you can learn to the glory of God. Um, he's not saying that the conclusions that you uh, draw are necessarily edifying conclusions, but you just you, you you learn and you grow, and that's part of what it means to be a professor, be a learner. That would be, as Beacon says, to offer to the author of truth the unclean sacrifice of a lie. I mean the pursuit of knowledge and beauty, in a sense, for their own sake, but in a sense which does not exclude their being for God's sake. So he's saying seeking beauty and uh, knowledge is a beautiful thing. You know, God's not afraid of us learning. Some people think, oh, I just, you know, I don't want to learn too much. I don't want to, because, you know, I don't, you know, I don't need that. I just need, oh, man, look, you know, some of you know that I, I'm a professor at a particular school, and so I teach online courses uh, since we've, you know, it's pretty much, it's 100% online now, um, and guide students through those courses. But over the years, there's been, 
you know, a person from here or there who said something like, well, I, you know what <laughs> they join, they go to college because they want to, you know, serve, you know, be a pastor or, you know, just be an educated Christian minister in some other field, whatever. Um, or just be an informed believer. And, uh, they'll say things like, you know what, I don't need, I, you know what, when, especially, and this usually happens when the first, uh, uh, term paper is due, do, you know what, this is dumb. I don't need this education. All I need is the Bible. Really? Well, when someone says that, to me, that's evidence that they need more than the Bible. <laughs> Anyone who says, well, I don't need to learn anything else. I just need just me and the Bible. Well, that by itself tells me, no, you got a whole lot of learning to do. <laughs> because there's a whole level of immaturity in your life. And uh, yes, the Bible is our sole source of truth, but it's not our sole source of learning. No, it's not. We learn. There's other places we go to learn things. You ain't going to learn how to repair your car in the Bible. <laughs> you you going to learn it on YouTube. <laughs> uh, you, you ain't going to learn how to repair that dishwasher in the Bible. You're going to learn it on YouTube. Uh, there's a whole lot of things we learn outside the Bible. Yes, the Bible is our, is our, is our primary soul of uh, our sole source of truth and authority for morality and spirituality. And the way we should live our lives, but there's a whole lot. Of, there, there's a way. So people say, "I don't know nothing about the Bible." No, you need a whole lot more than the Bible. Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. You need experience. You need knowledge. You need wisdom. You need. You need yeah, you need to be taught some things. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you try that on your job. Try to go to your job and say, "You know what? I don't need no education. I don't need no training. I don't need no on the job training. I just got my Bible." Oh my gosh, you might as well just stay home, boy. Just might as well just stay home then. Same way with ministry. Even ministry, you think ministry is around the Word of God, but you need more than the Bible. At the very least, you need some very good mentoring, some people who have some wisdom. Anyway, I digress. But that's what he's saying. He's saying learning, just you know, learning and growing and experiencing beauty and knowledge for its own sake is valuable. But you can also acquire those things and, and discover those things for the glory of God. Why? Because God created it all. It's all a gift from God. So the more we learn, the more we grow, the more beauty we experience. And in some sense, leads us to, uh, to worship. You know, all, all, uh, all study should end in doxology. Right? Good theology should learn in should end in doxology. Study of God should end in the glory of God. So an appetite, an appetite for these things exists in the human mind. We want to learn. We want to grow. We want to experience beauty. And God makes no appetite in vain. So if God's put this desire in us to grow and to learn and explore and to uh, enjoy things, God put that appetite in us for that. God doesn't put that appetite in us for no reason. It's not in vain. Um, where we can therefore pursue knowledge as such and beauty as such in the sure confidence that by so doing, we are either advancing to the vision of God ourselves or indirectly by helping others do, to do so. So, you know, we shouldn't be... Uh, there have been different eras in the church uh, different times and seasons in the church where the church has been uh, 
anti-intellectual um uh where you know if you were learning or growing and you were people people looked at you like you were crazy you ooh, you going to you going to university mm, excuse me Mm-mm-mm. i thought jesus was enough <laughs> uh <laughs> but <laughs> but he's saying no man you could you could you can use all of this good knowledge not only to grow yourself closer to God, but you can also use it to help others grow closer to God. The relevance may not be intended for us, but for our for our betters, for men who come after and find the spiritual significance of significance of what we dug out in blind and humble obedience to our vocation. He's definitely talking about being a professor there, right? It's like he says, we we dig all this stuff up, and someone else, a professor, a, a, a uh, intellectual, uh, learned person later will take some of the things that we discovered and build on them. That happens in science. That happens in all kinds of th- areas, uh, health uh, industries, all kind of sciences and knowledge. People will discover certain things, but they don't really know what to do with it. They don't know. They don't know where it could lead. But then someone else will go back and find something that a little part that they've discovered, and then build something else. You see this with all kind of medical treatments. People discover things, but it doesn't really go anywhere. And then someone else years later will come and pick up their research and like, ah, but if we put this and this together, then it can have this sort of positive treatment. That's what he's saying. He's saying for, it, the relevance may not be intended for us, but for our betters, for men who come after. And finally, and now he's specifically talking about spiritual knowledge and find the spiritual significance of what we dug out in blind and humble obedience to our vacation. Like we were just doing our job, learning and growing. We didn't really have draw any awesome conclusions from what we dug up, but other people did, those who came after us. The intellectual life is not only the road to God, nor the safest. Wait, the intellectual life is not the only road to God, nor the safest, but we find it to be a road, and it may be the appointed road for us. Hmm, I love that. Because C.S. Lewis was an intellectual, obviously, and and his intellectual uh, journey led him to God. He was an atheist. C.S. Lewis was an atheist, and his intellectual journey uh, became a path by which he found Christ. He found God, and then he found Christ. Um, he, he first became a theist, believed that there was a God, and then he became a Christian. And that's generally how it happens even today, guys, that people become, those who are truly unchurched, those who are truly unsaved, those who are not Christian, generally become theists first, and then become Christians. Or they may be theists right now, and then they become a Christian. They have to first believe that there's a God, and then from there to believe that Christ is the Son of God. It's a progress. So yeah, it's uh, step by step. Sometimes it's really hard if you're just trying to get someone who is truly like an atheist or agnostic to go from being an agnostic to believing in Jesus. That's a big jump. First, you got to show them that there's a God. <laughs> you got to give evidence that there's a God. You got to, you know lead them to that realization, and then to what kind of God exists. Um, That's what Christianity is. That's what Jesus is. Jesus came to show us what kind of God exists. Yeah. Um, But yeah, C.S. Lewis and uh, and, uh, and, uh, Tolkien, the uh, Lord of the Rings guy, um, they were buddies, hung out at the pub, Talked about spiritual things. Talked about literature. They were both academics, and uh, through the influence of uh, that group of uh, 
intellectuals, some of whom were believers already, influenced the life of C.S. Lewis, and he became a Christian. So he's, he's uh, defending that journey of the intellectualism. Yeah. If we encourage people to learn and grow, encourage ourselves to learn and grow, we shouldn't be afraid to learn and grow. There's a, it's a beautiful path to, un, to uncover different sides of God, different uh, aspects of, the, of what God has created and, um, and who crea He created us to be. So we can experience the beauty of the earth, we can, uh, all that God's created. We can enjoy literature. We can enjoy reading and learning in the sciences, and uh, we, can, we can learn all those things. That's a blessing. Because behind it all is God. That's awesome. All right, you guys. Let's uh let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and grace. Thank you for the uh, amazing capacity to learn. Uh, Lord, we we realize that we are created in your image. And so we have a desire to know more about you and to know more about all that you've created. This quest for knowledge and, and ex experiencing beauty, Lord, is because you've placed that appetite in us. So, Lord, we pray that we would uh, pursue that uh, in a healthy way. We would pursue that in a uh, life-giving way uh, and in a way that would draw us uh, closer to you and would help not only ourselves but others. Lord, I pray for my friends today. May you bless them and encourage them. Whatever they're going through today, whatever they're facing, whatever particular obstacles they might be having to climb today, I pray that you would give them the strength to, uh, to conquer each and every uh, foe, each and every battle. Um, give them confidence. Uh, give them certainty that you are with them and give them peace. Lord, we love you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Good little reading there from C.S. Lewis. Get you thinking, get you, got us learning about learning. <laughs> the uh, the uh, learning as vocation. Yeah, I like it. We can, learning is a, is a, uh, is worship. How about you? How about that? Think of it that way. Learning is worship. Why? Because we're, we're, we're using the capacities that God has given us to improve ourselves and to improve others. So if I'm learning and I'm growing, I'm worshiping, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, you guys. Hope you guys have a fantastic day. Thanks for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing it. Drop a comment if you're listening to the podcast. Just say, hey, PT cool, man. You should listen to it or something like that. You could say something like that. Um, but um, yeah, thank you guys. You guys have a great day. We'll see you. We'll be back at it tomorrow. See you then. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.